Alright everybody, welcome to episode 15 of NPC Talk. My name is Incronaut, and on NPC Talk News, I finally got NPC Talk live on iTunes and your typical podcast apps, so now you can search for us, find us, subscribe to us, and do all that crap that I'm not too familiar with, but it's happening, and we're live, and I already have four subscribers. I think they're bots because they subscribed to me before I actually went live. So that happened. But for tonight, I have a very, very special guest and extremely close friend. Jeremy, how are you tonight? Hello. I'm good. Good, good. Um, Fabulous. (laughs) So uh, we like to... Wait, before we get into that, uh, we we on NPC Talk like to refer to to each other by our gamer tags. What would your gamer tag be, Jeremy? Oh God. Um, I guess Jay Bizzle. Jay Bizzle, or we can just keep calling you Jeremy. I mean, either way. Whatever, whatever you feel comfortable with. Uh, you just do Jay Bizzle. No, just whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, all right, just all right, whatever all right. you want. We'll see. It's, we'll see what what comes out naturally. It's not a big deal. It's just. <laughs> You know, I don't know. <laughs> um, so, as you uh, may well know, for our first guest, first-time guests on NPC Talk, we like to ask our guest um, what their top three games are. Top three games, Chris. You skipped the part about when I started playing video games. I know. I was about to I'm ask you. So much better at this. At the, oh god! Can you tell that I've listened to your podcast like? <laughs> I am so glad that my guests are, like, dedicated listeners as well. <laughs> it makes things so much better because I, I forget things. I literally listen just so I can, like, get um, dirt to trash people with. Because <laughs> you know our group. I mean, come on. <laughs> Perfect. Um, so, please, Jeremy, um, tell us a little bit about yourself as a gamer. Mm. Okay, so um, my first memories of gaming... Or at David Ray's house, you remember him. <laughs> David Ray. <laughs> That's not true. Oh, that was a straight up lie. My first memories are from Jack Puderoyan's house. Um, oh. I don't know if you remember him. He moved, I do. He moved to New Jersey in first grade. Um, I don't know why I remember him, but I played that um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles NES game with him. Probably, I don't know, 7,000 hours. <laughs> which is just like a testament to how awesome his mom was. Because she was like, oh, you guys want to play video games? Like, I'll go do something else while you play. That's fine. And then she'd leave us, like, by ourselves for five hours straight. <laughs> but the first um, the first video game I played that, like, really, like, solidified the fact that I was, like, not, a, <laughs> let's not say addicted, but pretty into video games was probably Final Fantasy VII. Awesome. Uh, I got it on the PC. My brother and I put our allowance money together to buy it. It was, like, 14 CDs to install. <laughs> um, and you had to put them in as you were playing them. And uh, we got to, oh man, we we farmed up, we beat, I think we beat both of the weapons, and then we went to beat Sephiroth, and you had to switch your CD, and the last CD was scratched. Oof. So as a child, I never finished Final Fantasy VII, which was horribly traumatic for me, um, but as an adult, I definitely, um, I'm not going to say I pirated it, but I had the game somehow through <laughs> non-nefarious means, uh, and I played it, I beat it again, and it was awesome. And that was the first time I played a game and was like, oh my god, this needs to be my life forever. <laughs> oh man, that... Ooh, 
CD scratching, man. That's uh, that's serious business right there. Dude, we hadn't even used the CD. It was like in its we like it, it was immaculate. We left it in its little booklet. It, you, it came with like a pamphlet because it had so many CDs with like little sheaths in it for each CD, and we hadn't even touched that one yet. We put it in. It was like save file corrupted. Nah, it doesn't work. <laughs> no, that was the other thing. It completely deleted our save file. <laughs> uh, so it wasn't like we could just like keep it, get another CD, and put it in. It was like, yeah, you're like 700 hours of of beating Emerald Weapon is. <laughs> oh, technology! <laughs> the highs, the highs and lows of video gaming, everybody. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, uh, that, that actually was quite the traumatic experience. Uh, it was. <laughs> it was the best of times, and it was the worst of times. Chris. <laughs> All right. Um, so, as you may or may not know, our first-time guests, we like to ask about their top three. <laughs> Wait, deja vu. <laughs> like, this has happened before. You never answered the question the first <laughs> time. <laughs> so completely. Um, yes, top three. That's um, And we were briefly touched on this before you recorded, but it's so hard to choose three games, like best all-time three games. Because really, for me at least, it went like, one, two, three A, three B, three C, three D, and I just had to like I literally just like I have that whiteboard in my room. I just wrote like seventy games and threw a dirty sock at it, and I was like, "Boom, that's my yeah. game." So it it it's so hard because there's like, what do you judge the best games on? Like, what criteria do you right? judge on? And I feel like each I tried to pick a game from one each game from a different criteria, so I wasn't just like picking the same. Um, stuff over and over, but I tried to go with the game I played the most in my life, uh, the game that I've gotten the most enjoyment out of, probably, um, and the game with the most unique concept. I really wanted to go with the game with uh, like the most compelling storyline that was like the, the, the one that affected me the most mentally, um, which would have been Bioshock Infinite, but um, I felt like I didn't have too much to talk about that on, like, I just I, I just tell people that it made me really depressed for, like, a long time, I was like, eh. um, not to give anything away, but it was that was a great game, but bleh, whatever, that's all, those are all the games I'm not going to talk about, so mm. my first game would be The World of Warcraft, best game yeah. ever created. World of Warcraft, alright, um, so I... I personally was not a wower, uh-huh. but I... You played, though. You played. I played a little bit. You I did. Played. I remember. I remember. You, yeah, yeah. you had that, like, free, play free to level 20 shit. Yeah, yeah. I had a, I had a dwarven hunter who's, uh, <laughs> whose mouth was, like, a little open, and he would... He, we would... I forgot the joke, but we would say something really derpy about my Wait, character. Do you remember what his name was? Uh, I do not. Was it was it Kathunk? Was he Kathunk? <laughs> yeah, Kathunk. <laughs> what the heck was that game from? Remember that game where like you had a sword or you were an archer? Yeah, like that... rendered graphics PvP shit. That was a uh, Raytheon. Raytheon. <laughs> oh, that game was so awesome. I'm changing my third game to Raytheon. <laughs> that Raytheon should be in Nathan's top three. Like it should, because he. Well, that game was just like the silliest. <laughs> oh god. Really quick for the viewers, Raytheon was this beautiful pvp arena game where you just you had objectives but you pretty much just like slaughtered each other for 10 minutes and like the system was really fun you really just like just went at it and you can like throw block attack um the problem with the game was once you reached level 10 like you had like a character or an account that leveled up 
Once mm-hmm. you reach level 10, you pretty much had to pay to like continue playing the game. And that just ruined it for the rest of us. Yeah. So. <laughs> that that was a very unfortunate um, turn of events. Yeah. But it was, you know, yeah. it was great. It was great while it lasted. We got the <laughs> thunk thing out of it, which was friggin' gold inside joke for years. Um. So, so World of Warcraft. Um, is that the game we're talking about? Yeah. yeah. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> um. So why do you love it so much? Okay. So the reason I cho- chose that game, and I mentioned earlier that um, the criteria for this one is the most the game that I played the most in my life. Um, which, of course, if I played it the most, I probably got a lot of enjoyment out of it. Mm. Um, so you can't go wrong with that. Um, why did I like it so much? I don't know. Um, it had... it. Was, my path to playing it was really wonky. Um, I played Final Fantasy XI for, like, two months. Um, <laughs> and I was just telling Nathan the story the other day. I leveled to, like, level 18, which, for those of you that don't know, level 18 was big a big deal when Final Fantasy XI was first created, which is also, these are both MMORPGs, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, massively multiplayer online role-playing games. Um, level to 18, and you get a, uh, a subclass, so you get like a bunch of extra skills, and you get all like exponentially stronger. Mm-hmm. And to get back to the town, I think I could actually TP back to the town, but to get back to the leveling area, it took like an hour and a half, two hours of just straight travel time. Um, so oh I, went, I teleported back to town, I got my subclass, I traveled back out to that place, and they had a really like awful mechanic back then where um, when you died, you lost experience. <clears throat> so I went out to find something, and immediately I died. I de-leveled from 18 to 17, lost my sub job, unsubscribed. <laughs> Just like, this game sucks. Uh. <laughs> uh, I did come back to it later, and I played it with um, Matt and a couple other people. And it was actually, um, that was my second my second in line choice for um, game I enjoyed playing the most, just because we had a really cool group of friends. But whatever. Um, World of Warcraft. Right. I was just related. I forgot. Uh, <laughs> um. <laughs> okay, so for World of Warcraft, let's start with um, with which expansion era was your favorite? Oh God, Chris, <laughs> you know how to ask the right questions. Um, Wait, we were talking about how I got to playing. Whatever, I played Final Fantasy Eleven. It sucked. Started, oh, yeah, that's right. That's I started right. playing WoW. <laughs> I stopped playing WoW for a long time, and then Nathan Munez, who you, you did a, an episode with previously, mm-hmm. was like, hey, you should play WoW with me, and then that's, that all happened. So, Nathan Munez, you're the man for getting me into that. Or maybe not, actually. Maybe you cost me hundreds of thousands of dollars. But um, Which expansion do you like the best? Um, the Burning Crusade, the first expansion, was the best expansion that they ever made, hands down. Do you like um, it more than vanilla? Yes. Mm. Vanilla was fun, but um, for me, just because of the way I played it, uh, it was just a grind fest, like grinding up to level 60. Mm. Um, and I got my highest level character was 58 when the expansion came out. And I was like, oh, fiddlesticks, I'm not high enough for the expansion. And I was all pissed off, but um, as it turned out, you could go into the, the expansion area at 58, so I just went in with Nathan and we leveled up together, and it actually worked out really well. Mm. Um, but yeah, I've played... I played every expansion, actually. Um, oh, wow. At least a little bit. Uh, I played the Burning Crusade the most. Um, I had probably, like, hundreds of hundreds of hours logged, like, legitimately hundreds of hours logged in TBC on my first account, which, don't tell Blizzard anybody, but I sold it um, for a very large amount of money. Um, and nice. That's awesome. That's dope. I uh, started a new account. Uh 
to play Wrath of Lich King, which I played a lot of Wrath of Lich King too, and then I stopped, and then they had Cataclysm, Mists of Pandaria, and then this most recent one, Warlords of Destruction. Mm. And I played all of them to varying degrees. Um, Mists of Pandaria the least, because it was stupid. Uh, this most recent one I played for like a month, and it was pretty fun. Um, but they have the... I have the thing is like I really this is the game I played the most and I really loved it. Um, but it definitely has gone downhill a lot. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that, I don't know if you've heard, but in the last two quarters they've lost like forty four percent of their subscribers, which is like something like four or four and a half million or something. Oh, what the heck? Yeah, they're like they're tanking hard. So, well, they're I don't know how much we want to get into this on this episode, but basically they said, like, oh, we have all this cool stuff coming in. Warlords of Draenor is a really cool, like, story-driven expansion. Um, bringing back, like, it's basically, like, the Burning Crusade expansion, except before the planet that you're on gets destroyed. Right, right. Um, really cool. It brought me back just because of the storyline, because I love TBC, and I loved um, the whole, like, Warlords thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they decided to do the movie... And then what everyone's thinking is they decided to release an expansion, which is it turns out to be true, um, like almost simultaneously with the movie. Um, and so what they did was they just cut out like half the stuff they were going to do for this expansion to make um, room to start working on the other expansion, which they had started working on right when they started this most recent expansion. So they're probably going to get do a much better job. That's what everyone's hoping anyways. Mm. But they really just gutted the new expansion in order to make room for that, and people are not very happy about it. Would You said there's a, a movie? Yeah, they're making a World of Warcraft movie. Are you serious? Straight up, yeah, dude, look what? it up. What? That's awesome. Yeah, it looks really cool, actually. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, wait, it's live action plus, like, a crap ton of CGI, basically. Is it, like, um, gonna be, in, oh my gosh, like, IMDB and everything? Mm-hmm. Oh. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not screwing around here, Chris. Dude, let's watch this when it comes out. This is awesome. <laughs> no, we're totally we're gonna dress up as dwarves and put like little names over our heads that say Kavunk. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> Poor Ironforge, yo. Ironforge. Poor Ironforge. Oh man. I'm I so yelled that the other day. <laughs> no one no one was as, as positive as our group usually gets about it, unfortunately. <laughs> no one's just as passionate about Ironforge as we are. I get a lot of weird works at weird looks at work, but that was one of the weirdest where I screamed for Ironforge and everyone's just like what is Jeremy smoking? How <laughs> he's supposed to be cooking food? Like, <laughs> my bad, guys. Excited. <laughs> yeah, so they're making a movie. How crazy is that? That's awesome, actually. It's really, really cool. Um, so what did you like the most about TBC? TBC. Okay, so the thing about it is, um, the reason and this goes kind of hand in hand with what I was saying about them losing subscribers. Mm-hmm. Um. TBC was really, like, the golden age as far as, like, them balancing the game correctly. I don't particularly mean in PvP, although PvP was really fun in TBC, mm. as Nathan can attest to, because we PvP'd together um, as a shaman priest, and I would do I would literally just auto-attack and, and purge people. I had one spell on my bar. <laughs> we won a lot of matches, and it was 90% Nathan, and I'm okay with that, actually. Um, TBC was really balanced in the realm of everything was difficult, but doable. Mm. Um, you had to be you had to improve at the game in order to progress and you had to get better gear to progress and getting one piece of gear was a significant thing um, and boss mechanics ranged from extraordinarily difficult to 
um, just hard. It never got easy. Um, and you got, and what happened was you'd get to the max level and then you would grind heroic dungeons uh, to get good enough gear to go into a raid called, Gru- called Gruul's Lair and you'd do Gruul's Lair and the first boss in that was really, really difficult um, for first-time raiders. The second boss was fairly easy and then you'd unlock, by that you'd unlock two new ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you had to do an attunement to get into those two, which was really, really difficult. Um, so, um, basically, uh, <laughs> they had, sorry, girlfriends giving me a weird look. Um, they had, it was just really well thought out and the storyline behind it was really well done. Um, and they didn't like fudge on the effort at all. Mm-hmm. Um, they did a really good job on pretty much every aspect of the game um, from the start to beginning. Mm. And uh, it really... Uh, she's laughing at me now. Um, <clears throat> it really um, like captured like what the World of Warcraft was about to me. Mm. Like it, it, it drew from the storyline from um, the previous games, like just the Warcraft games. It drew from vanilla be- um, World of Warcraft. And it had... Uh, just like the right amount of difficulty that not everyone got to see every boss in every dungeon. Mm. In fact, a lot of people during the expansion didn't get to see most of the bosses. And to me, that's okay because the people that got to see the bosses, like me, Nathan, um, our guild members, um, I mean, we worked our asses off for that. We were raiding like four hours a day, like three or four days a week. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, I mean, it was hardcore. We were like really like you had to be dedicated um, to like get that far. And so it was an accomplishment. And I think that is a lot of what Blizzard has lost over the last few years is the sense. And that goes hand in hand with like what I was saying about like the gear making a difference when you get it. Like even one piece was a big thing. It was like an accomplishment. Like, Oh, I killed this really hard boss. I got this really nice piece of gear. Like my DPS is going to go up. The raid's going to be better because of it. Everyone's going to improve because of it. Blah, blah, blah. Um, and the direction they've gone since then, um, starting at the very end of, of Wrath of Lich King and then just like progressively getting worse about it, it's just like homogenizing every class, um, mm-hmm. making boss fights more and more trivial, uh, making easier versions of every fight um, for like pickup groups, and um, making it so like getting one piece of gear doesn't really do much mm. unless you hit like a really specific point in your gear. Um, so it just doesn't have the same like epic feel to it. Like that's that's the thing they lost is like <clears throat> you could do something in that game. You could wipe on one boss, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And if Nathan's listening to this, you could wipe on Archimond <laughs> seven hundred and fifty times and then beat him that one time, and you just like lose it in your pants. Like it's just like the best feeling ever. If <laughs> you didn't get a loot from it, it was just like wow, holy shit. Me and twenty four other people have been working. Should I not swear by the way? Should I be like curtailing that? Uh, it's up to you. I. Our podcast on iTunes is uh, already put up for explicit, and then I just put the tag up on the episodes where people cuss, so it's okay. no big deal. I'll, I'll try and control myself, though. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, even if you didn't get gear, you still just spent hours and hours and hours and hours of your life with these 24 other people like working really hard to like perfect a fight so you can get through it. Yeah, that's that sounds super fun, actually. Like, <laughs> the, the idea of working really hard and then seeing the result. It sounds awful actually now. <laughs> I think. I mean then that that I mean 
and that's um, kind of the view that you have to take with games now is that like back then that was awesome and I really loved it um, but and this probably has something to do with what's happening to Blizzard right now or at least the game um, what people expect out of games has really changed over the last um, I think it's been out for eight years now over the last eight years everything is really and everyone's expectations have really changed um, and I think they probably have tried to just like make too many concessions and like um, try to meet too many people's demands and they've really just lost what 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 the game was originally um, mm-hmm. which is sad but I mean with any game it's got to end like the the run's got to end at some point so hopefully they'll close out strong and then just call it finish the storyline and then just call it um, so what was your experience with like so I know you were saying you know you um, worked really hard on these raids with your guild members and Nathan and stuff. And so what was your experience with like having like with the community, right? Having your own guild, you know, talking with these guys? That's so that's another big thing. Um and this is this is what I was saying. Like I I played this game so much and it was great. Um but I have like m- most of the things I have to say about it are probably complaints at this point. <laughs> <laughs> back when back when we were playing, um the community was excellent. Um Everything, like I said, everything was really difficult to do, so you really were forced to have patience with people mm. um, and like give them a chance and actually teach them how to do stuff. Um, and what's changed a lot in the game um, is that they have like an easy mode for everything. Like you just hit a button to queue up for like a raid, and then it throws you in with twenty four other random people, and you can like one shot everything. And if you don't one shot something, then everyone just leaves and requeues to try again with a different group. Um, so. The community's changed a lot, um, and not for the better. But back then, it was it was really awesome. Like you could go out, um, like you would see people that you knew just like questing around, like in different areas, and be like, "Oh, I know that guy. That guy's awesome." Um, <laughs> and like you had like this guild like of people that you got really close with. Um, I still have some friends from from that game um, that I keep in touch with. Um, who I've never met in real life, but they're just like they were really cool people. So I tried to stay in touch. That's awesome. So, yeah, it was really it was back then. It was really um, an excellent community, and you had you always had like you know the bad eggs and stuff, mm-hmm. the trolls and whatnot. But um, by and large, the community was excellent back then. I mean, you really could just like go out and make friends. Um, and I think it's become a lot more geared towards introverts. Mm. So then you get a lot of people that don't want to socialize, and the communities suffer because of that. So did you, like, um, I don't know, did you, like, make any close friends or, like, I don't know, do anything that kind of, I don't know, like, not specifically, like, game-related, like, talking or whatever, like, getting to know people? That you yeah, really- so I knew, um, I have a friend named Nathan, not our Nathan, different Nathan, no. um, and his wife, Adrian, and their best friend, Patrick, um, are three people that I got really close with while I was playing. And those are the, those are the ones I still keep in touch with today, um, and they're really cool. They're you know I know pretty much everything about them. Um, although we, we haven't been talking as much lately, but like I for a long time I knew like everything that was going on in their life, and they knew what I was up to as far as like school and work goes. It's um, awesome. They're like a couple of years older than us, so yeah, they were really cool. Um, I don't think, I mean, I'm sure you're still it's still capable of doing that now, but like I don't I think it'd be a lot more difficult to do that now. But yeah, definitely back then, like you met a lot of people. Um, and maybe you didn't become like close friends with a lot of them, but um, there were always like a few people that you just really meshed with, and mm-hmm. then you end up, you know, being Facebook friends, and then you chat with them whenever. 
Cool. That's like, that's like the part of World of Warcraft that I wish I got to experience was like being in a guild and and hanging out with these randoms like three times a week. Yeah, it was it was a very um, like borderline ludicrous endeavor um, <laughs> for doing it, but it was it was super fun. It was very addicting, um, and it was addicting because when you did finally down a boss, it was like the best feeling in the world. <laughs> And you you can't let down your guild members, right? It's like I have to be here, right? So like you did not miss a raid. If you missed a raid, you were like in huge like fifty DKP minus, like you just like um, more dots. You just like it, yeah, you just you wanted to be there, and you felt bad if you weren't. Um, so you tried to be there every time. Yeah, yeah. Nathan and I were always there. We were always there. We were always very good at the game. <laughs> consider him and I to be the two best people I've ever met who played the game. <laughs> Man, I remember in high school, like, there would be, like, random Wednesday nights where I'm like, hey, you know, you guys want to hang out or play a game? And you guys were like, nah, we have a raid to do tonight. And I'm like... Yeah, hell yeah. I went over... So when we were originally leveling up to um, level 60, Nathan and I, um, I went over to his house with our friend, our high school friend at the time, Brianna, and um, (laughs) this girl, this girl, Becca Bird, um, went to his house because he was like, yeah, come over, like, we'll go out and we'll grab ice cream or something, we'll do something. We sat on his bed and watched him do um, the dungeon called Sunken Temple for like three and a half hours. Oh my goodness. And then we were like, so we're going to go do something. And he was like, all right, all right, all right, I'm almost done. You guys just go without me and I'll catch up. That was a great night, <laughs> as you can tell. Um, yeah, it's, it, and that's the thing. Is like it, um, that's another thing that just like as far as like expectations changing, like I could never do that now. Like there's no way I would like, given how little free time I have, there's no way I could be like, yeah, every Thursday night I'm gonna play for yeah. like three hours and raid. Like I could, I just couldn't. Like my life cannot make that concession. It's <laughs> uh, fun as it probably would be. Maybe actually, I don't even really know. But it's as fun as it could be. I guess um, it's just not something I'm willing to do. Hmm. Of other things I need to fit in, like a girlfriend, I guess. This is uh, this is what happens when you have a life, Jeremy. Dude, it's a combination. Uh, it's it's life and then just being an adult. <laughs> which is the worst thing on the planet yeah I hear you man uh, responsibilities yeah you know those feels terrible you know what's up <laughs> alright um, so World of Warcraft the Burning Crusade that mm-hmm. is a really good choice and I think especially and I, I've said this in a few other episodes but World of Warcraft really set the stone for its own genre of MMORPGs so it it definitely I think there were MMOs before it, but I definitely think that it ushered in kind of the golden age yeah. of of that genre. Yeah, definitely. All right, uh, what do you got next for us? Okay, uh, uh, I guess we got to go with League of Legends. All right, all right. I know a little bit. Of League of Legends. I think you probably know more than I do. <laughs> you're like you're just gonna correct me this whole time. I, I feel like I played a lot of League of Legends <laughs> during my college. I, I wanted to say um, Dota, but Nathan already took that, and I didn't want to steal his thunder. Mm. Um, but but as far as like this this criteria would be the the most fun I've had playing a game, and that would be kind of tied, I guess, between Dota and League, just because I've. For me, the the fun factor comes from playing with friends, and I've played like equal amounts those two <laughs> games. 
Okay, um, so League of Legends, why don't you uh, start off by describing the game? How did it come up? What kind of game is it? So it came up, um, it's a game in the MOBA genre, mm-hmm. um, which was uh, started by Ice Frog when he invented Dota mm-hmm. um, in, as a mod for Warcraft 3. I think, I don't know, maybe Nathan was the first player, maybe you were, um, but someone mentioned it was really fun, and I was looking for something to do besides play uh, World of Warcraft. So, um, someone on World of Warcraft actually gave me his CD keys, <laughs> like just like texted me his CD keys. Was like, I never play my game. You can use it. So I used like Nathan's install CDs and like put in his keys, and I think I still have them to this day somewhere. Nice. Um, but yeah, we started playing Dota together, and it was like me, him, you. Um, and then we added in Alex kind of towards the end of our Dota playing time. And Matt played a little bit too, I think. And Matt, yeah, Matt played a little bit. Um, I don't think he got into it as much as us, but he, he, I think he enjoyed the times he did play. Mm-hmm. But that kind of that, that was the first game. I mean, as far as like talking about like which MMO was first, is like RuneScape and stuff. It's like up, it's not really up for debate, but I just don't know which one the first game was. Dota was the first MOBA game. Yeah, yeah. It was the game that invented MOBAs, um, and it was kind of the, the natural progression to go from Dota to League. Because there were a couple of, of, of options. There was Hero, Heroes of New Earth was mm-hmm. coming out. Uh, there's League of Legends. Uh, Dota 2 was in the works, so that didn't come out until way later. But um, it's basically this game where you have two teams of five, um, and then there's a big map that you're all kind of moving around on, and it's split in half diagonally. Um, one side is your base, the other side is the enemy's base, and there's three lanes. Mm-hmm. Um, one straight and two are like, you know, L-shaped, because it's a square map. Uh, and everyone goes to a lane uh, and dukes it out with other champions, and it's... it's it, The reason it's so fun is because it's so, uh, like, strategic-minded. Like, knowing the amount of knowledge you have to have, uh, especially for Dota, it was a little bit less for League, although it's getting more and more because League keeps adding more and more stuff. But yeah. for Dota especially, it was like the depth of knowledge required to be, um, not be mechanically good, but be just like in general good at the game was like incredible. You had to know like every champion, every champion's possible spells. <laughs> you didn't have to know exactly how much damage it did, but like you had to have an idea of like how, like, you know, at what point this person would just be able to like murder me. Yeah. Um, you had to know all the items. There's a crap ton of items. Um, and you had to be comfortable playing, you know, because a lot of the time we didn't play, there's different modes, and one of the modes that we really liked was, like, it gives you three different champions to choose from when you start the game. Um, mm-hmm. And so you had to know champions, uh, a good amount of champions to, to, like, really play the game. Um, so it brought this really cool, like, strategic um, element into the this, like, top-down, um, like, R- kind of RTS-ish style, I guess yep. it was made on an RTS game, so. Yeah. Um, it was just really cool. Like, the the whole, like, genre of, of, of MOBA was just, like, so, like, mind-shatteringly awesome when we first started playing it. I was like, what is this? <laughs> I, was, like, been, I was just, like, every day, I was like, you guys want to play some Dota? They're like, you be studying? I'm like, ha-ha-ha, Dota first, study later. Um, <laughs> Because there was so much, I mean, there's so many different things that you could do, and, like, it was just such, like, a, it had such a depth to it for, like, a mod of of the main game. It had so much depth to it. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, 
so just like super fun in and of itself but then like on top of that you have like a, a core group of your friends playing it was just like so much fun it was ridiculous but that's mm-hmm. dota league of legends copy paste the map basically in your mind um but what league did and and now because i have had the opportunity to play dota 2 um which is a literal copy paste of dota 1 with better graphics Mm -hmm. um i don't think i would go back to dota 2 or dota um it lee what lee did was it, it dumbed it down a little bit um as far as like micromanaging characters goes like you only have one character and you only have to control that one um but what they did that I really like is they they really um, they toned down the carry role a little bit. Like by and large, you can't just get so fed that you can carry your entire team. I mean, it happens occasionally, but um, they made it much more team team oriented and team fight oriented. And I really like that. Like the whole like grouping up. Like you get out of lane phase and you're like, all right, let's group up and like right. switch faces together and see who wins. Right. Right. <laughs> and it just felt much more fast paced. Dota has has a way of of just like freezing for like 20 minutes where you're just like farming in lane um without any action and then it starts kind of ramping up and Mm -hmm. and with league of legend it was like the second you're in lane like this person across from you can kill you if they outplay you um so it was very much um a little bit more exciting and then again like the knowledge base was was a little bit less than dota but it was still pretty significant um so it really just like was fun, like learning all this new stuff and like learning how to play champions, and mm-hmm. and it's really well done too. Like right, right does a good jam, good, good job, uh, <laughs> good job of things, um, more or less. There's some things they struggle with, but yeah, yeah. Um, so League of Legends. So what happened was Dota was you know, super popular, and it was the MOBA, and it was really fun. But then, um, the fact that it was a Warcraft 3, like, use map settings mod, uh, it became apparent after a while, because, like, there was only so much you could do, and then Dota started becoming, you know, really popular, and they wanted to start using more, like, complex mechanics, um, have, like, you know, more interesting champions, and, like, kind of do things, like, improve the map and stuff that was really hard to do, um, by just being a mod, mm-hmm. and so, so the team kind of, uh, the the team Ice Frog and all those people they kind of split up, but they all kind of had the same idea of like you know Dota can't last forever. We need to move on, right? And so, um, that's when Heroes of New Earth and League of Legends was born, and Heroes of New Earth was supposed to be like the like Dota one point five. Like we're going to kind of take some like most of the heroes were exactly the same as Dota, um, with different names, and they were like you know, it's the same as Dota. Like come play our game, um, but then there were like server issues, and it was too similar to Dota when Dota Two was kind of in the works, and so that game kind of died out. And that was like, and then League of Legends was there, and it, it was still MOBA. Like they were really simple champions, and they were all about like when they started, they were all about like the the casual player thing like you know mm-hmm. like come join us like you know we we have simple champions like simple concepts not a huge learning curve um come join us in league of legends we have new things going on you know no item recipes um summoner spells all these things runes and so like come join us at league of legends and so what happens was heroes of new earth dies because of issues and dota 2 has not like 
get gotten out of like alpha for like a really long time. And so basically like Where else do you go? Yeah, where else do you go? And so everyone at least for a little bit tried League of Legends and that was when and then uh on top of that Riot who made uh, developed and published League of Legends um they did a really good job of saying like hey, we want to we're a simple game that ca- caters to casual people, but we want to make our game competitive too. Mm-hmm. And so they like really pushed esports and League of Legends and said, like, you know, we're going to put money in tournaments, we're going to, you know, do all these things, and we want, like, the top players to play against each other, and we want it to be a big thing, and it worked. Like, everyone just moved to League of Legends from Dota, and uh, it got really popular. And then, you know, Dota 2 came, and Dota 2 is is still really popular, and there's a lot of money in it, too, but, I mean, now it's just, like, two completely different games Mm -hmm. um, from, like, evolving and like league of legends got a lot more complex uh and stuff so they're just like different games now but you know they both did a great job with uh what you know the situation they were put in yeah the it was um it's definitely very similar to dota but it's oh 100% definitely its own game yeah. and they they really nailed that um i think um but you're right i mean especially with and i think not to go rewind a lot, but like um, that was something that I really thought that WoW was going to do. Actually, it was like boost the esports scene, mm. and they f- failed massively. At <laughs> um, and League kind of like picked up the torch and was like, "Dude, if you guys don't want it, like we'll make a whole like league, like not the game league, but like <laughs> MLG league, um, and like turn this into like a real thing and see if it generates interest and if." anyone's learned anything from that experiment it's that it's crazy successful <laughs> and now they're making shit tons of money so yeah good job blizzard right that one uh, but, yeah, okay. they've, Sorry, they've really um yeah that was got was it <laughs> got <laughs> it it's it is really cool what they've done i think with um with the esports scene mm-hmm. um yeah, oh, yeah i'm a huge fan of that myself i watch a lot of league games uh yeah <laughs> league is awesome um league is life i would say yeah what riot did and like i wouldn't say riot's the like the first like company to do this at all but riot did a really good job of uh not only bolstering the esports scene like with their own like money and capital mm-hmm. but they also uh they were very involved with the community and like this is the first time i experienced it where in the new age of like the internet and online gaming where you know patches could just be like patched anytime and it's like not that big of a deal and stuff uh developers started saying you know hey um we want this to be like a competitive game and we want you know our players to be happy and so you know what what are you guys, like, complaining about, or what do you guys want improved, and we will, you know, look into it. And mm-hmm. Riot did a really good job of listening to the players and changing stuff. And, you know, there's complaints and problems with it, but overall, like, Riot, I think, does a good job of, like, showing they care and, you know, doing the improvements, you know, where they can. They have a really slow, like, corporate ladder, it seems, where, like, nothing ever seems to be moving but besides that you know it's they do a good job 
Yeah, that, that and that's what I was saying earlier about like some some things they're just not good at. Um, and I understand their argument is kind of like it's hard to like bring people in, like game developers in, and like because you have to get them up to speed on every single thing before they can really pitch in and help. Um, so I understand kind of where a lot of their struggles were coming from. But you're right, like their community, like they have a huge, or they had, I think they still do. I'm not 100 percent sure. Um, like a really big. Um, like, presence in Reddit. Like, they will actually go, like, have, like, game developers go on Reddit and, like, read the posts people are saying. Yeah. And, like, people will post be like, this is the issue I'm having, here's a YouTube video of it, here's how to replicate it, fix it. And then the next patch you'll see, like, oh, hey, we fixed that issue where, like, Nidalee was teleporting across the map. <laughs> um, thanks for pointing that out, because that's kind of messed up. Like, yeah. <laughs> they did a really great job um, responding to the community's needs and, like, their wants, um, which I... I don't, it's bogging down now, and maybe that's just something that happens with really successful games and companies, um, but um, that's kind of what you want, like, out of out of game developers, and mm-hmm. um, again, I keep going back to it, but, like, World of Warcraft, that's something they really fucked up, is they stopped really listening to what people wanted, they started, like, getting, like, they had some cool ideas, especially the latest... Um, expansion. They had some like really cool ideas, um, ideas, but they really just flopped because mm. they didn't put the effort into it. They were like, "Oh, you guys want this? Cool, we'll make that, but we're not going to make it really good. We're just going to like give it to you so that you'll keep subscribing for a little bit longer, so we can make some more money." Yeah, yeah. Um, which you can't really blame them. They've made like an estimated like eighteen billion dollars probably off the game. Um, wow. Which, P to the Y to the S, I think today they announced their new expansion. It's called World of Warcraft Legion. Oh. It's pretty cool. They're adding a new class, Demon Hunter. It's not their final expansion? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. If, I'm not going to read it while we're talking because I'm multitasking. Yeah, yeah. We, um, yeah, viewers who are listening, go look it up because we cannot right now, but we really <laughs> want to. Live, let us live vicariously through you. <laughs> yeah. Oh god, there's a cinematic teaser and an announcement trailer, Chris. <laughs> we need to end the call. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'll watch it once we hang up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Well, okay. For for the whole Blizzard thing, like, and there's gonna be a Blizzard episode. Yeah. But, um, I blame Activision. Like, just just gonna throw that out there. <laughs> Dang it, Activision. Is that what we're doing now? We're just playing Activision for everything? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally, F you. So. Um, yeah, so uh, I guess like the last thing for League of Legends that I want to point out is that what what uh, going off of what you were saying about like developers having to learn the stuff, mm-hmm. um, League of Legends started out with, like I think, like less than 10 people. Yeah. And they had, like, like really, like, dirty, dirty code because they were just trying to push this game as fast as they can because, you know, there was that opportunity time. Right. And they so... They took it. Yeah. And so they took it, <laughs> and, uh, and it was worth it, but they are definitely biting it on certain things because their dirty, dirty code base is, like, really hard to fix because you're just adding stuff, like, on top of it. Right, you're having to go back and, like... I mean, there's no way to just, like, go re-through the code unless you make an entire new game, basically. So <laughs> yeah. you just do what you can to fix it. It's that old adage, like, I had 99 problems, 
and then I fixed one of them, and now I have 123 problems. <laughs> it's like, what? What did I do? <laughs> That's, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it's it's a difficult thing. Um, I think the fact that they're still pretty responsive to the community will help them out a lot. And the whole esports thing, I mean, the fact that they've got people like NFL level fan fandoms, like TSM fans, um, like people are just so crazy about it. It's just like it's it's wild. It's crazy. It's, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that. What's your favorite team? Who's your favorite team, Chris? Tell me. Cloud Nine, dude. Woo! They thing. suck. Yeah, I'm so sad. <laughs> <laughs> they look better with high, but. Yeah. It was still kind of sad. Yeah. Um, Cloud9 also has Mango from Melee. Who? Uh, oh, for real? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm not the biggest Mango fan, but um, personality-wise, but his playstyle is so good, so I can't, <laughs> can't deny it. Um, but, yeah, I would say League of Legends is probably my favorite sport. <laughs> yeah, no, you're not joking when you say that. I know, yeah. I know you. Well, no, you like basketball a lot. But I do. be honest, do you watch more basketball or more league replays? Ooh, overall, it's close, dude. It's really, really close. I know, right? It's like kind of depressing that it's that close. <laughs> like, I've probably watched equal amounts of league and football over the last two years. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's like a sport, guys. Like it's crazy, and I love it. It is. It legitimately. I mean, it's. I think it is recognized as a sport now. Um, and while your average person would not agree with that, um, ask ask anyone how much a professional League of Legends player makes, and you'll know it's a real sport. Crazy, yeah. It's like you're talking six digits, bro. <laughs> uh, I love when, like, uh, eSports stuff goes on ESPN and, like, all the regular jocks <laughs> are, like, pissed at it. <laughs> what is this crap? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> This isn't a sport. There's no one hitting someone else. Change it back to football or rugby. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. My testosterone can't get off from this. (laughs) But then you look at, I mean, yeah, I mean, again, the everyday person would not agree with us, but you see the amount of, like, people watching these games on Twitch, like, while they're going on, like, the playoff games and stuff, and they're they're pulling in a lot of people, dude. Yeah. Yeah. A lot. And I get into it, too. I get into it too. I cheer a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's not true. I don't cheer. Oh, I do. They they play games when I'm at work, so I have to come home and watch them late at night, and I don't want to cheer. Mm. Plus, they're not live, so it's not as fun to cheer. But do 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 do. Um, all right. So that's uh, League of Legends. I love that game. Mm. Great choice. So good. And wait, uh, wait, wait! Before we move on, who's your favorite champion? Oh, oh. That, oh, that is such a hard change question. And I would say overall, it'd have to go to Ezreal. Nice, that's yeah. a that's a really good pick. I think. Yeah. The, what is he? He's like a metro metrosexual. Yeah, hell yeah, he's a good looking dude. Yeah, metrosexual like little uh, little caster dude. Little explorer, maybe <laughs> playing mid lane, maybe playing ADC. You don't know. You don't know what's happening. It's Ezreal, dude. Who's your favorite champion? Mmm. I was actually unprepared for that question, <laughs> believe it or not, after having just asked it to you. I would say um, probably Mordekaiser. Oh, yeah. Just because like, I would play him. I played him in ranked. I don't know if I ever told you this, but I played him in ranked for like two months straight and like almost got to gold on him. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Because you're, you're simultaneously like 
trolling people, but also like crushing them in lane. They're just like, "What's happening? This was supposed to be a joke." Your Mordecai's are so good. I just remember like times where I'm feeding top lane, and you're like, "Don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't worry. We've got way, way, way to Kaiser. It's gonna be fine." They just tried to gank middle lane, and I killed both. <laughs> yeah. Just because my ult's OP. Yep. <laughs> Solid pick. Good pick, Jeremy. Thank you. <laughs> um. All right. Let's uh, let's move on to the final game for your top three. Oh man, I'm so excited. Right. Okay, so the the criteria for this one mm-hmm. is um, unique gameplay. Uh, so I went with a game that is the most accurate pirate simulator known to man: Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Ooh. All right, all right. I have not touched a single Assassin's Creed game. You've not played any of them? I haven't played any of them. Oh, man. I know. That's so I really, disappointing. What really are we going to talk about, Chris? <laughs> what? Uh-huh. Um, I, re- I mean, uh, you can go for it in like terms of spoilers and stuff, because I know the story is pretty big. Um, but It is. The, the nice thing is Black Flag, um, the way I played it, uh, there's no storyline whatsoever. <laughs> that's what made it so good. I mean, that's... You're talking about unique gameplay. It's unique in the fact that um, they created a game around a storyline that you don't even have to do to have like massive amounts of fun. Hmm. You unlock a boat, and then you kind of have to progress through the storyline to like get to certain upgrades. Mm-hmm. But I think once you're like 65% through the game, like you can get any upgrade on your boat. So basically, what happens is right. Mm-hmm. You're you start on an island. Um, there's two different sides. There's assassins and there's Templars, and you're actually a guy in the future doing virtual reality to go into um, an old person's memories, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you're playing the memory of this guy that this pirate that you take over. And there's good guys and there's bad guys. The good guys um, in the game, or what they tell you are the good guys, um, just to stay neutral in it, um, would be the assassins, and the bad guys would be the Templars. You don't really know um, unless you play the game. Uh, and the first thing you do is you run into a, an assassin and you, like, kill him, which is not giving away much of the story, people. Okay, <laughs> it happens the first two minutes of the game is just killing this guy. And you take his outfit and then the rest of the game you become slash pretend to be an assassin. Um, and it's really cool until you unlock your boat and then all you will ever do is sail the high seas and murder people. <laughs> Because it is the most fun thing on the planet. I played, like, I don't know. Alex could probably actually check the save file because I played it on his Xbox One for the first, like, multitude of hours. <laughs> but it was probably, like, I don't know, like 30 or 40 hours on his. And then I bought it on Steam and I've played it on Steam. I don't know how much. I'm not going to look right now. But um, a lot. Nice. <laughs> Basically, what it boils down to is, like, they give you this boat. And I've always been really into those games, you know, where, like, you go to a port. It's like a little, like, crappy Flash game. You go to a port. Like, you buy some provisions, you go to another port and hope that you can sell them for more money. And then, if you do, you make money, and then you buy some money, like new cannons, and you go fight people. I've always loved those games. Mm-hmm. And this is basically, like, a really well-done 3D version of that um, in a really beautiful world with really cool mechanics. Um, so it was basically, like, my jam. Um, so I progressed through the storyline to get the boat, and then, like, all I did was play on the boat <laughs> for hours. Like, I never, I've, to this day, I've not beaten the game. Um, <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so awesome. Game. I've not even get, I've gotten close to beating the game. Um, I haven't played the new one, which is generally considered a huge flop. Um, so I probably never will. Um, but it's it was and 
you've got to give credit to Ubisoft. As much flack as they're getting these days, um, which is, I believe, probably mostly deserved. Um, and that's, you know, they. Have you heard about this? The, their new one that they released? No, I haven't. It was. It, they released it. It was like the sh- the crappiest game on the planet. Like it was buggy. Um, it didn't work on half the systems correctly. Um, and they were like, you know, charging like sixty or seventy dollars to get this game. People were just like outraged, like they were so mad about it, um, and rightfully so. And I think that says a lot about like kind of where the game developer community is right now, by and large. Is like people just like want to make money, so they're releasing crap instead of like doing it correctly. But that's a whole other like video, basically, or podcast to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I have no idea about um, what's going on over there. What is what is the new? I just have to look up what the name of it is. Mm-hmm. Um, Unity, Assassin's Creed Unity. They really sat and like people were just like, "This game's a crap. This crap. Whatever crap." Mm. Um, which is unfortunate, but you got to give credit um, to Ubisoft. Um, what they did was they released um, Assassin's Creed Three, which was the one before Black Flag, which mm-hmm. is the fourth. Um, and you play as like a Native American guy in colonial times, and you get a boat. And in that one, the game isn't so quite so like centered on the boat because you're not a pirate; you're just a Native American who has a boat. Mm. But the boat was so fun and got like so much positive feedback from it, and Ubisoft listened to them that they just were like, you know what, the next game is gonna be a, you're gonna be a pirate, and you can just play on your boat the whole time. That's and, awesome. Like, I almost feel like they did it. It's just like a like, oh, this is what you guys get because you wanted it so badly, and like the general reaction was, this is fucking awesome. This is the best game I've ever played in my life. I've got a boat. I've got cannons. I can fight big people. And, like, the cool part is, like, it's not just, like, on the boat. Like, you you capture other boats um, by, like, climbing onto them and doing, like, assassin mechanics on another boat, like, fighting midair. And, like, you have, like, your crew fights their crew. And it's just so cool. And it's, like, super unique. And it's just, like, there's sea shanties, Chris, and they're delightful. You know, as you're cruising around in your boat, your guys sing to you, and it's just like... Oh my goodness, that's awesome. It's awesome. It's so cool, and it's such. it was such a little thing in that first game, and they ran with it, and it turned into like such a success. Um, and I don't know, and then apparently they went wrong after that. I don't know what the hell they did, but <laughs> but that game definitely, Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag, um, definitely one of the best games I've ever played, just because you get to be a pirate. Hmm. So... This game came out in October 29th, 2013, so a couple years ago. But um, oh yeah, yeah. So what I, from what I understand, is that this this game is sort of like a Grand Theft Auto kind of game, you know, like the with the freedom and stuff, but you're on a boat instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very um, open world, do whatever you want kind of deal. That's awesome. That's really really cool. Lots of side quests. You know, you go to, like, a, a town, and there's, like, just a ton of stuff to do in them. Like, you do different quests. You can do different um, collection things. There's, like, three or four different things you have to collect. Um, and they all translate into, like, something new, like um, new sea shanties or new equipment on your boat or nice. new stuff that you get to carry around. Um, so it continues kind of what the older games were focused on, which is, like, you know, these huge, sprawling cities of really well-rendered, beautiful cityscapes. Mm-hmm. Um, and murdering people. Which is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite things to do. Which, oh, P.S., the multiplayer in this game is hilarious. 
Um, that's the other reason I really like this game. And it started playing on Assassin's Creed 3. I played Alex's Assassin's Creed 3, and I was like, I was like, Alex, you ever do the multiplayer? He's like, no, you can try it. It sucks. I went on it, and I thrived at it. And the reason I thrived at it is because I'm like a sociopath, apparently. But I was really good. Like, it, the game, like, it, it, it's hard to capture, like, the assassin mindset in a multiplayer game where you're just walking around trying to kill each other. Yeah. But it basically, like, throws you into a city populated with NPCs, and you, like, try to blend in and, like, hide yourself. And the NPCs, you're dressed up like an NPC. It's like people, like, can't really tell which one you are if you're acting like an NPC. Um, so that's, it was so, it, it was mind gamey. Chris. It's so cool. That, that's what I'm calling to you, because what I would do, and the reason why I like playing it so much is, like, I would sit down on a bench next to an NPC, like, that looks like me. I'd just, like, sit on a bench, and people mm-hmm. would be like, this, there's no way, they would, like, watch me for a minute, and be like, there's no way that guy's a player, because he's just sitting on the bench for, like, five minutes. <laughs> and then they'd walk past me, and get him and stab him in the face, and be like, ah, I got your bitch. <laughs> and, like, Alex, you can ask Alex, he's watched me play, um, a number of times when we lived together and it was just like it's so hilariously evil um and i think that's why i enjoyed it so much could you um, like could you like hide in like a dark alleyway you can't because ev- everywhere is um really densely populated with npcs hmm. but there were like groups standing around in circles that you could like go stand in and you blend in with them <laughs> so um, cool. there are groups walking around in like patrols and you could like s- go walk in with them and you'd blend in with them um, and then the only way to tell if, if someone's an assassin is, or not is like if they make a move that like gives them away. So it's, it's all about like observation and like patience. And that's why I was so good at it. Is I would just sit on a bench and be like super patient, and then someone would like make a move that I was like, obviously that's not an NPC. Stab. <laughs> um, so were you punished for killing an NPC? Yeah. So the way the way the multiplayer works is it gives you a contract, and it mm-hmm. says you need to kill this person. Um, and at any one time, there are two, like one, two, or three people trying to kill you, basically. Mm-hmm. So you're trying to hide from multiple people and kill this one person. But other members might be, be having to kill that person, too. So there's like a, a timed aspect where like you have to kill this person before someone else does, but you also have to make sure that you're not getting killed by these people. Nice. Um, That's awesome. And then, like I said, the NPCs look exactly like you. Um, you, cho- you would choose like what model you wanted, and then it would populate um, the town with that model. So you'd have to figure out like which person is a person and which person is an NPC. <laughs> um, and if you yeah, if you screwed up, you'd lose your contract and you wouldn't get any points. And the game gave you more points based off of like how long you stared at this person before mur- murdering them, basically. Um, <laughs> and then doing it like, stealthily, like jumping off a roof where they didn't see you. Um, you'd lose points for like doing, like running through the city to kill someone. Like That's really obvious. The more stealthy and sneaky you were about it, the more points you would get. Nice, it's sick. So that's why I was, again, so good at it. I would sit on a bench staring at him and he'd be like, yo, you're going to get like 7,000 points. You better just kill this guy and just get up and stab him. <laughs> oh, man. This, this reminds me of, um, and I'm going to go on a little tangent here, of this great game called Thief from a long time ago. <laughs> and uh, no. my first experience of Thief was in middle school or high school. I came over to your place. Oh god! And uh, and we were playing thief, and we, you were hiding in this corner, and you were like kicking butt, you know, doing thief things like waiting and stuff. And I'm like, oh, this game's awesome because it's all about like patience and like waiting in the shadows, and then like you know, killing someone or stealing something. Yes. And um, and this one time you had to hide in this corner and listen to these two people talk about like the story. <laughs> 
and you're like and you're like oh like we're listening to these two dudes like let's go have dinner and i'm like wait but we're, we're listening to these guys like we we can't just leave because we might like when they finish like then we have to like kill someone or something and you're like oh don't worry it's like a 20 minute conversation and i'm like oh you're exaggerating but whatever i'll listen to you so we had dinner like full out like dinner with like your parents and like dessert and everything and we come back and they're still talking <laughs> and i'm like how long is this conversation and how much patience are you supposed to have because you're just like hiding in this corner like listening <laughs> and who, to these and who designed the game to be like that <laughs> <laughs> those the, the first two thief games were brilliant games the people that designed them really like, <laughs> but i remember that because i remember um that was in a throne room with um wood banisters and i had to use a rope arrow to climb up on top and then I used water arrows to put put out all the torches so they couldn't see me and I remember sitting next to you just like watching these two guards talk and then I was like yeah let's go get dinner <laughs> uh, that game was so fun oh, oh man yeah so that just reminds me of Assassin's Creed but you know it's it's similar the multiplayer is definitely yeah similar to that for sure hmm. um, 100% um, the single player not so much it's a lot more fast paced but hmm. uh, but yeah, that that I don't know if I would be able to play a game like that anymore. To be honest with you, again, <laughs> like the changing expectations of games as you get older. Yeah, I don't know if I'd be willing to like sit there and listen to two people talk for twenty minutes before murdering one of them. <laughs> like I have to do this at work all the time. Screw this. <laughs> yeah, that's actually like a really good uh, gaming topic. Is kind of like the expectation of gamers over time. Like, yeah, I would definitely love to do a podcast about that because that's something I've really been thinking about lately. Yeah, yeah. Just because, like, you know, where we are all in our lives, like, it's hard to play a game together. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, currently, Matt, Josh, Jesse, and I are playing Final Fantasy XIV. Um, and it got me thinking a lot about, like, what the heck do I want out of a game right now? And, yeah. Like, how has that changed since when I first started playing? And it's an interesting topic for sure. Yeah, and we, I, I would say, like, our generation is, like, the first generation where we, like, grew up with video games, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, we, you know, we were, we had access to awesome systems from the start, and so we're, like, the first generation where we're, we're the first ones growing up with video games, and so it's kind of like, how do you cater to, you know, the people with these experiences, and I don't know, right? It's a new, new concept, so. Right. And it'll be interesting to see like how game developers approach that um, right. over the next few years. No. They're sucking at it right now. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I'm doing nothing but playing League of Legends for the last five years. Come on, <laughs> your stuff together. Yeah. Um, okay, so for Assassin's Creed, do you have any um, last thoughts or comments about what you like about the game or? Anything? It's you know it's really just the pirate thing. <laughs> I, I I've really I've always really liked boats. Another game I'm playing right now is called World of Warships. It's super cool. You get to play mm-hmm. as a battleship. Um, on the phone? I've, oh no no I saw you playing it on your computer. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah. That is a really cool game. That's going to be a huge game. I think that's going to get really popular soon. Mm. Um, but it's I've always liked boats. I've always liked pirates. And this is like I said the most realistic pirate simulator ever created. And I will always probably enjoy it. It's always just going to stay installed on my desktop. And every once in a while, I'm going to be like, you know what I'd like to do? I'd like to go plunder some booty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is so awesome. <laughs> um, 
All right, so that would be uh, that would conclude your top three. That's yeah. it. It's difficult, but that's it, I guess. Yeah, we have a uh, World of Warcraft, League of Legends, and Assassin's Creed Four Black Flag. That's a. Uh, I I really like that you chose um, three different games based on three different criteria. I think that's really cool. It is. The problem is I have like 700 different criteria, so there's a lot of other games you <laughs> need to talk about. So when, when are we doing the number 4 through 10 games? That's my question. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, that, that's a, that is a very common theme, too, is people are like, we need to do like the next like top like 20 because... <laughs> yeah, Chris, how many hours do you have? Yeah, <laughs> we talk about, like, okay, uh, Ocarina of Time, oh. um, the f- any of the Fallout series. Yeah, there's so many games. <laughs> Madden NFL. Ooh, yeah. There's so many. Uh. Yeah, we, uh, you know, I, I'm just so happy that, that there is, uh, like, a plethora of game topics we can just talk about, because... I love video games, so... I know, and clearly we can go on for days about it, so... <laughs> yeah. Why not record it and make some use out of it? <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think uh, for tonight, you know, that's a good conclusion. So... You're the is... best, Chris. You... I mean, Incronaut. <laughs> <laughs> You're the best, Incronaut. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is uh, episode 15 of NPC Talk. My name is Incarnot, here with Jeremy, or Jay Bizzle, and um, for tonight, guys, we are out.